What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Monday, March 22nd. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we give you all the news with none of the spoilers. Yeah, we can promise that we won't tell you what happens in the future, so you'll be surprised. We do know it, though, because we have a mythic Asian orb. On today's show, U.S. COVID cases plateau and a chaotic spring break in Florida, then some headlines. But first, the latest. If you see something, will you help me? Yes! If you see one of our sisters and brothers in, hell, in, in need, will you help us? Yes! And so we must understand, as Asian Americans, we just need to reach out our hand to our sisters and brothers and say, help me. And I'm here. And just for one thing, I am proud to be Asian. I want to hear you say, I am proud to be Asian. I belong here. That was actor Sandra Oh at a protest in Pittsburgh over the weekend. And it was a big weekend of protests in cities across the country. So Akila, tell us more about all of that. Yeah, sure thing. So throughout Georgia, thousands gathered for the hashtag Stop Asian Hate protests. In Atlanta, a multiracial group of hundreds of protesters came together, drawing comparisons to how diverse the Black Lives Matter protests were last summer. Senator Warnock spoke in Atlanta on Saturday and said, quote, to my Asian sisters and brothers, we see you. And more important, we are going to stand with you. And there were scenes like this across the country in San Francisco's Chinatown, Chicago, Philly and New York. Yeah, really powerful to see. And what has been the actual word from activists and advocates so far? What are they focusing on? Well, beyond, you know, just calling for solidarity and an end to the hatred, there have been loud calls for an end to lax gun control. The shooter, Robert Aaron Long, bought a gun the same day he murdered eight people. There's no wait period in Georgia. Background checks are lax. And so that, combined with the major increase in racist violence in the past few years, means it's not improbable that something like this could happen again without some major changes. But an important note, too, is that advocates are saying that this violence is not just because of Trump and the pandemic. There's a long tradition of violence against sex workers or those believed to be sex workers, and a stigma that vilifies and makes vulnerable those in and around that industry. And Asian women, in particular, are often the ones who bear the brunt of those attacks. And in that same vein, activists are blaming over-policing of these businesses for a lot of violence that we haven't even talked about. They cited an incident in 2017 where a woman fell to her death when NYPD officers attempted to arrest her for sex work during a raid. And now we have the names of all the shooting victims and a clearer picture of who they actually were outside of the headlines. So let's take a moment to talk about them. Yeah, so here's who they were. Xiao Jie Tan was a licensed massage therapist and the owner of Young's Asian Spa, according to the Daily Beast. She immigrated to the U.S. several years ago and had an adult daughter who recently graduated from the University of Georgia. Dao Feng also worked at Young's Asian Spa. She was 44 years old, but not much else is known about her at this time. Delena Ashley Yan Gonzalez was 33 years old and the mother of a 14-year-old boy and a nine-month-old baby girl. She was on a date with her husband at Young's Asian Spa when the shooting happened. Soon Chung Park was 74 years old and worked at Gold Spa. Before living in Atlanta, she lived in New York. 
Her husband said he was driving a lift when he heard what had happened. He attempted to give her CPR at the scene and described the police as, quote, just standing there. Hyun Chong Grant was a Korean immigrant who also worked at Gold Spot. She leaves behind two sons, the eldest of whom is 23. The brothers set up a GoFundMe and in an Instagram post said, quote, she lived her whole life only to support her two sons all on her own. And to see her taken away from us like this is unfair. Soon Cha Kim was 69 years old. A grandmother married for more than 50 years. She immigrated from Korea to the U.S. for a better life, according to a relative. Paul Andre Michaels was 54 and a local business owner who had been married for over two decades. His family members described him as a hardworking army veteran who owned an electric company. He was doing handiwork for the massage parlor when the shooting happened. Young A.U. was 63 years old and worked at Aromatherapy Spa across the street from Gold Spa. She was from South Korea and moved to the States with her husband, who was stationed with the U.S. Army there. They divorced in the 80s, but had two sons together and remained close. These were human beings with lives and memories and loved ones killed senselessly in America by a white man. We have to stop AAPI hate and we have to protect each other. Yes, we do. And we'll continue to stay on this story and the work that's being done to take action. For sure. All right. So our next story is about the ongoing pandemic. Gideon, what's new? Okay. Not to sound like a total broken record, but the Mm -hmm. theme this month has been this plateau of cases nationally in the U.S. On cases, we're settling in at around 50 to 60,000 a day. And you have people like CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky and Dr. Fauci pointing to Europe as a warning sign again, where many countries have had to reimpose lockdowns after surges that came when mitigation efforts were pulled back, which, of course, is now happening here. Mm -hmm. But I will say, the major caveat is that we in the U.S. are farther along in vaccinating, and it looks like we're just going to keep climbing there. Yeah, so hopefully the vaccinations can keep up with people just making the bad decisions. But Mm -hmm. before we talk about that, let's talk about where the U.S. trouble spots are right now. Yeah, absolutely. So one state that's getting a lot of attention is Michigan. Uh, Hospitalizations are up since last month, and cases have basically doubled over the last couple of weeks. Michigan has the second highest reported cases of the B117 variant in the country. Meanwhile, restrictions have been loosening there. So that's the combination that these public health experts do not want to see. Uh, The good news, though, is that the state's largest vaccination site at Ford Field in Detroit is set to open this week, which will hopefully make an impact. Also, per the New York Times, New Jersey and New York are leading the country in recent cases per capita. Yeah. And there's also a variant popping up in New York City. We haven't talked about that yet, but what do we know about it? Uh, Not enough, I think. I think people are still trying to understand it more. But public health officials have been keeping their eyes on this. It is a homegrown variant that might be preventing steady declines in the city and could possibly be reinfecting people who had COVID. If that wasn't enough, over the weekend, the city identified its first case of the P1 variant that originated in Brazil, which has in part fueled a disaster in that country and is believed to also be able to infect people who previously had the virus. Those are just some examples, but we don't really know yet if this would kick off some broader national wave. I think we're all waiting for that. Uh, Here's Scott Gottlieb, the former head of the FDA, on that question on Face the Nation. When it comes to B117, the variant first detected in the UK, Dr. Fauci said this week it's about 30% of US infections. And it's, what, 50% more transmissible. It's also potentially more lethal. When you see these pictures of these spring break gatherings in Florida and elsewhere, does that make you rethink your projections here and worry about a fourth wave? 
Well, I don't think we're going to have a fourth wave. I think what we're seeing around the country is parts of the country that are plateauing. We're seeing upticks in certain parts of the country. I think the fact that we have so much prior infection, 120 million Americans have been infected with this virus. The fact that we've now vaccinated, we've gotten one shot in at least 70 million Americans. Even if you account for the fact that maybe about 30% of the people being vaccinated previously had COVID, we're talking about some form of protective immunity in about 55% of the population. Well, that's interesting. I definitely hope that he's right. And part of that clip had to do with Florida. You know, I saw pictures of a lot of people in handcuffs there. So what on earth is going on down there, Gideon? Uh, the perennial question. Uh, so over the weekend, officials in Miami Beach had to declare a state of emergency and implement a curfew basically uh, due to spring breakers. Harmony Corinne is writing another script. As we speak. Uh, <laughs> reportedly, law enforcement were saying that many people had come down because there were fewer COVID restrictions in the state. Also, hotels and flights had been cheaper, too, to try and make up for lost revenue. Officials also said it's not the typical college crowd, but adults seeking a place to let loose. Listen, mm-hmm. I can relate. Let's just all try to do it responsibly mm-hmm. um, and you know, not in a way that causes problems. But according to an AP report, the 8 p.m. curfew is set to stay in place for the next week with the possibility of extending it into April if needed. There were over a thousand arrests over the weekend with officers Jeez. firing pepper balls into a crowd that was violating curfew. From the same article, quote, some people responded by jumping on top of cars, twerking and throwing money into the air. Mm. I'm also fairly certain you and I both saw a video uh, on Twitter of a guy in Joker makeup doing some combination of a few of those things. Totally. Uh, Yeah, it it was overall (laughs) seemed to be really chaotic. Uh, There was a lot of destruction. It seems like there is a lot of pent up pandemic energy, to say the least here. To say the very least. It seems like people are (laughs) wilding. But we mentioned the vaccination race in the U.S., so let's quickly just talk about the progress there. Yeah, it is going great. Uh, According to Bloomberg's vaccine tracker, in the last week, we were averaging about 2.5 million doses a day. And there was at least one day over the weekend where the daily total was over 3 million. And maybe helpful, maybe not helpful information to keep in mind. But if you look just at the Bloomberg tracker, they estimate that if we continued with the amount of doses that we are administering per day at this moment, it would take an additional five months to cover 75% of the population, though we will likely see the daily number continue to rise. So I think uh, we have a good shot of beating that. We'll keep on this, but that's the latest for now. Monday Wad Squad. And for today's tip check, we're getting into reading. There was a great New York Times article yesterday about something called book talk. Basically, TikTok users are using the same principles they use to make songs blow up on music charts to make books insanely popular overnight. One example is a novel called The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. It won a big fiction prize back in 2012, but it's now selling nine times as well as it did then after TikTok's recommending it went viral. Publishers say this is like nothing they've ever seen before on Instagram or Twitter. TikTok is officially the smartest social media (laughs) app. So Giddy, this is your application to be an influencer on BookTok. What are you recommending? Ooh, a lot of pressure because everybody that uses TikTok is way smarter than I am uh, (laughs) at figuring out how to do basically anything. Um, I recently read uh, Leave the World Behind by Ruman Alam. Um, And if I talk about it extensively it would lead to massive spoilers. The setup is this. Uh, This is me trying to book talk it here. (laughs) There is a couple that leaves Brooklyn and goes to the Hamptons to rent like an Airbnb. Um, And while they're there, some weird stuff starts happening. And then the couple that owns the house that is renting it to them shows up. uh, And 
they end up in a situation where, let's just say they're reliant on each other to uh, proceed through through the situation. And that's all I'll say, because um, I don't know what spoilers there might be. You know, you just made that book sound really excellent. I think that, you know, book talk should pay you and then the publisher should pay you. And then hopefully that book will go viral and then be bought a bunch. Because that was that was beautiful, Gideon. Thank you. I hope so. I hope I did not uh, mispronounce his name because then all of this is for naught. Um, <laughs> same question, Akilah. What book are you talking about on book talk this week? I mean, you know, I think it would be really cool if you're a fan of a certain podcast to hear about, you know, one of the hosts who started her life in Kentucky with a single Mm. mother, was really Mm. good at spelling, moved on to take improv classes in New York, go to the Sundance Labs, and then, you know, you see everything up until she became that podcast host. The book is called, obviously, Stories from My Timeline by Akilah Hughes, who seems like a great individual. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think that people should buy that. I would be remiss if I didn't say that. But the other books I would recommend on Book Talk include uh, a book I'm reading right now. It's David Sedaris, Dress Your Family in Corduroy and Denim. They do not need my recommendation. He is very popular, but it's a great <laughs> book of essays. And I find myself laughing out loud to just Fauci who can't read yet. So <laughs> that's been a lot of fun. And then also uh, my friend wrote a book recently called Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies. And it's a mm. it's by Tara Schuster. And it's... It's a, a book about, you know, treating yourself right, especially in a lonely time, which I think feels really applicable now. So, yeah, those are my book talk rec- recommendations, you know. <laughs> we will understand our power when we see how high these chart. In a few <laughs> I don't actually want to see my power in this way because I think the teens on uh, book talk might have a little bit more than us. But just like that, <laughs> we have checked our temps. Stay safe. Subscribe to our book talk. It's actually just this <laughs> podcast. And uh, we'll be back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Viore. Viore Performance Apparel makes the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift. Everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't look or feel like it. And they're incredibly comfortable and cute and just the perfect thing to wear when I'm working from home or out and about, mostly at home because I'm not out and about. Yeah, yeah. I will say (laughs) I did not know clothes could be... This is, I'm being dead honest. I did not know clothes could be as comfortable as they are before I had Viore. Yes. Clothes can be so comfortable. Nobody told me. Smooth like butter, soft. So good. On the skin. I I just love living in Viore. Viore is offering What A Day listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to viore.com slash wad. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash wad. And enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? 
This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The Supreme Court is set to hear a case today challenging the rights of union organizers to reach out to farm workers on the fields. Two growers in California brought on the suit challenging a state regulation that allows organizers to meet with workers during lunch or an hour before or after their shifts. They argue that by doing that, the government is taking their private property without compensation. Now, labor advocates argue that farm workers are one of the hardest groups of people to reach, considering that they work in secluded rural areas and don't usually have centralized spaces to meet. So physically meeting with them is one of the best ways to reach out. The state of California established the law in question in the 70s amid demands from labor leader Cesar Chavez and his United Farm Workers Union so that all agriculture workers could have access to learn about their labor rights. The NCAA apologized over the weekend after being called out for providing subpar facilities to the women's basketball teams during their league tournament in San Antonio. The controversy started last week after a coach from Stanford and a separate player posted photos and videos to social media comparing the women's and men's facilities. The post revealed huge disparities in what the women's team was given, including a single small weight rack compared to the men's full gym and Firefest quality lunchboxes compared to buffets with steak fillets and lobster. The VP of women's basketball at the NCAA responded to the controversy last Friday, saying the women would have access to the full weight room once they reached the third round of the tournament. Never mind that the men have full access throughout. Officials ended up making an overnight upgrade to the women's weight room on Saturday and announced that the food disparity will be addressed soon. Not soon enough. Just give women equal shit. Yeah. God, why do why does it have to be complaints? Why does it always have to be social media complaints? <laughs> right. Someone else has to say it. Oh, Lord. Uh, if you need another reason to be jealous of babies, there are now early reports that children born to vaccinated mothers could inherit COVID immunity. COVID antibodies were shown to be present in both umbilical cord blood and breast milk of moms who got the vaccine. FYI, if I have the option to drink my Moderna shot, I'm interested, and I would like to request mine in Capri Sun Pacific Cooler. I think this can be done. (laughs) Modern science is amazing. Several studies have documented the same phenomenon, and none of them have undergone peer review yet, so it's too early to say anything definitive. The findings do accord with published studies that observe the same phenomenon in moms who had recovered from COVID. Pregnant women have been prioritized for vaccinations because they're vulnerable to respiratory diseases. It is a win-win if they're also conferring immunity to their babies for the first few months of their lives. Still no research, though, into whether aunts and uncles can absorb antibodies by blowing on infant bellies, but we will keep you posted. 
The White House is finally responding to the pandemic called reefer madness. Per the Daily Beast, they've suspended, pushed out, or transferred to remote work dozens of staffers for past use of weed. The moves affected staffers who had only smoked, eaten, or otherwise done pot in states where it was legal. It also Mm. came after the Biden administration said some use of cannabis would be excused, and staffers voluntarily shared their pot histories. One reason for requiring staffers to have said no to pot is because otherwise they may not qualify for top-secret clearance from the FBI and NSA, but not everybody needs that clearance. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki responded to the reports on Friday, saying that only five staffers were fired, and the Biden administration's stance on weed is more permissive than that of previous administrations. Someone please make them an award for almost tolerating a thing everyone else is now fine with. <laughs> anyway, I just asked my magic eight ball if Biden would help legalize weed federally, and the little triangle inside it melted. We have to buy a new one. In addition to the orb, our expenses are piling up. Yeah, it's really not not going well. Uh, and those are the headlines. <laughs> One last thing before we go, you can now get full transcripts of every new Watt episode by going to crooked.com slash whataday and clicking on the episode link. We're hoping it makes the show more accessible to everyone. The transcripts are posted each afternoon, so go check them out. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review. Don't fall prey to reefer madness and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the list of ingredients and Capri Sun Pacific cooler like me, <laughs> what a day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out. Subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and help, help me, me fix, fix my, my magic, magic eight ball. ball. How am I supposed to proceed if I don't have it? Yeah. What am I? What am I supposed to shake? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing is right. Nothing's in my hands anymore because it's broken. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.